Hey everyone, welcome back to the Pilot's Wife podcast. This is Amy McLaren and today, episode 32, I am going to give you the number one tool for your marriage tool belt. Now, I was talking last week about rebuilding trust and I mentioned that I'd been applying some of it to something that had happened last week. So today I'm going to talk about what happened last week, but it's not going to be exactly quite the way you think. And one tip, look out for the plot twist at the end. So here's the question. For those of us who don't have a picture-perfect relationship, who don't put our highlights reel on social media and pretend it's all rosy, where can I get some down-to-earth inspiration without any religious barriers? Who can give me real-life encouragement, help me be a better spouse, and tell me how to get an even more enriching relationship without becoming a doormat? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Amy McLaren, and this is the Pilot's Wife Podcast. Okay, so some of you might have been listening last week, and you might have listened to the episode about rebuilding trust. And so in that episode, I was talking about the kinds of things that if someone is facing a partner that they have broken trust with, because they've consistently done some things over and over and over that have broken down some trust um, some things that would that would really help them rebuild that trust as long as the other partner is willing to go through that and and give it a go and I noticed during the time that I was going to writing the notes and stuff for that that um, well something really dramatic happened but it was dramatic in my world anyway <laughs> But you might notice that the story is about a really small thing. And I just want to say that, you know, there's this book called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, and it's all small stuff. And when we get upset with each other in marriage and marriage starts to break down, it's, it's, it's pretty much always small stuff that starts the process and starts to break it down, and it gets bigger and bigger like a snowball. But it's the small stuff we've got to watch out for. So this story is about something about small stuff, but it really grew into something huge really, really quickly. And so we live in a house that has tank water and we kind of, like so during the, the spring and the summer months, it doesn't rain so much and the, the water runs out and we have to refill it. And it costs a bit of money and it's also a pain because the water tastes really gross once it's been filled and it just means it's just a really... It's something that I try to avoid. And so during the spring and the summer, I head out to the laundromat and I do the laundry there because it doesn't use up water. It uses up a lot of water incredibly to do a wash and with a couple of kids and a husband who's now kind of working out on construction sites. There's a bit of washing to do. And so one morning I was getting the kids ready for school. Um, as some of you might know from listening, my husband Josh used to be a pilot, but he's not anymore. What's with the with all the COVID, COVID stuff, and he's been at home for a few months whilst he was made redundant and trying to figure out what to do with his career. And in the end, he has been able to take up a new career in project management and construction, which is awesome because there are a number of pilots that even Josh knows personally that you know don't have kind of another skill set to jump to necessarily and you know working in menial jobs and things while they figure out what's happening and try and almost kind of wait for pilot jobs to come back in to fashion <laughs> and so it's been a really really hard four or five months maybe six I'm, I'm losing count now and you know you can't underestimate how hard it is to go through a process where you love what you do 
and you get to do it and then someone takes it away from you and you have to think about what else to do and not only that but you've got a family to provide for and a you know mortgage that needs to be paid and all that sort of stuff it's a huge huge stress and so Josh has been working through that over the last few months as have I and I know I lost my job too but even though it's it's still been hard to get more work in that area uh, I've been working on some other stuff and it's kind of been keeping me motivated I've been working on this wedding magazine that that I'm building and it's what I love to do and so I'm kind of happy about that even though we still have a massive I guess financial pressure um, I guess I'm enjoying what I'm doing during the day whereas Josh was kind of I don't know what I want to do I don't know what I want to do uh, luckily over the past sort of 12 years or so he's had a lot of fun doing renovations and, and kind of building projects on the side because it's just kind of a hobby of his and so now he's able to do that full-time um, in paid work but anyway the last kind of I guess month as he's started this new job and gotten into it has been quite stressful as well because he's been quite busy and also his boss kind of started him off and then kind of went away on holiday and so he kind of had to figure out a lot of stuff for himself and working late hours and stuff so things got a little bit I guess um, there was a bit of tension around again and so um, I think the main things that kind of cause tension for Josh is when he feels disrespected and it, you know which is quite common in males like if, if a male feels disrespected then they feel unloved whereas if a female feels unloved it's because they feel kind of uncherished not cherished it's probably not a word so anyway um, so that morning uh, last week I had put all the washing in, in some baskets and was putting it in the boot and I went to get the washing powder that I'd left on the bench in the garage and I looked around and I couldn't find it anywhere and meanwhile the kids were getting later for school and so I rung Josh and I said oh do you know where the washing powder is I left it on the garage bench and he said oh I think I chucked it in the rubbish and I just went what <laughs> You know, it's a small thing, but it was, you know, that's not rubbish. How how can you just chuck that out? You know, that, that was what was going through my head. But anyway, I was like, okay, I've got to go. I've got to drop the kids off. But I was just really, really upset. And it kind of felt like, you know, like his garage bench, he said a few times, you know, don't leave stuff on the garage bench because when he goes to do some work on his garage bench, he can't. He has to clear it off first because it's full of our rubbish kind of thing. And so I know that, and I had left that washing powder there, you know, one day distracted by the kids thinking I must move that, you know, and just hadn't. And so what I thought was that, you know, he'd come along, thought, ah, oh, Amy's left junk on the bench again, I'm just going to chuck it in the rubbish, that'll teach her a lesson. And it just made me so mad, because Josh never does stuff like that, he never does stuff intentionally to, like, teach me a lesson. And so for me, it was like, oh my goodness, that's the first time he's done something malicious to me, I and again, it's a small thing, but it was so hurtful to think that he'd done something on purpose to hurt me. <laughs> and so I was experiencing that at the time that I was kind of writing those notes on rebuilding trust and just really feeling how hurt, you know, so many people would be when someone has broken their trust. Like when they figure it out or they find out what's really going on, just that that you know someone was intentionally lying or intentionally covering something up or intentionally whatever it was and so I really was intensely feeling that hurt over the day and just you know um luckily I was able to drop both um oh well, I was able to drop the the older one off at school but I still had the younger one um she came with me to the laundromat and you know just doing doing the stuff over the day 
And over the day, I was just working through this going, wow, this is so hurtful. Like, how could he do this? You know, I've, I can think of some things that he's left in my laundry that I could just chuck out because they're, they're in the way, you know. And, and you know, my one of my first kind of, thoughts of reaction was I'm going to go down and I'm going to get those things that have been sitting in the laundry for a year in my way and I'm going to just chuck them in the rubbish and then see how he feels about that when he comes home and I say oh I just thought I'd chuck those in the rubbish because they must have been you know in the rubbish because you left them for so long in my space and I was really just you know like I don't know what else to do like he's he's doing this malicious stuff and um you know like I'm not going to be a doormat I have to you know, say that this isn't okay, and that's a way to say it isn't okay. You know, like, see how he feels about it when that happens to him. And so, you know, for the first half of the day, I was just like, oh, this is, you know, this is what I've got to do, and just really angry. And then, um, as as I am, I'm, I'm fixated with problem solving. And so this was one of the last kind of parts of the, the Real Rebuilding Trust episode last week was about trying to figure out what was actually behind the cause of the repeated behaviour that was that was a breakdown of trust. So kind of like problem solving, like if, if, even if somebody is lying to their, their husband or wife, um, they're, they're lying because they're trying to cover up something that perceive they perceive as even worse. Like what, what if the truth came out? That would be worse than if I just lied to them consistently. And a lot of the time people don't make that decision consciously. Like, I'm just going to lie to them because it'll be better for me. But they do it just to protect themselves from what they think is worse, you know, subconsciously in their mind as if someone knew the truth. And that's just an example of if someone's lying as the, as the way that they break, break down trust. You know, there could be a number of things. And I encourage you to listen to last week's episode for more about that. But as I was, as I was thinking about the the like the problem to be that was that was causing him to do such a horrible thing to me I started to think more and more about that and I'm just I'm just all about problem solving like talk about it all the time it's like the number one thing but today I'm going to talk about the number one thing that's before problem solving <laughs> if there is anything I can't believe I'm saying this because the number one thing is problem solving but the number one tool for your marriage tool belt. That's what I'm talking about today. And so how I got there is I was thinking about problem solving and I was thinking about why is he, why did he get so upset that he would do something so awful to me? And I realised it was, you know, his, his garage bench, even though it's our garage bench, if he perceives it as his space and he wants it to be tidy and I've gone and disrespected that by leaving something there, you know, that's what's behind it. I started to think, okay, well, he's feeling disrespected, therefore he feels like I don't love him because I'm not respecting his desire to have a tidy bench. So he feels disrespected, so he feels unloved, so he's reacting out kind of in that, you know, that emotion. And it's a very emotional time, it's very stressful, he's not getting, you know, much free time because he's doing so much work, he's trying to learn this job and everybody's complaining to him because of the the mistakes that people have made before he even started and, and you know it's hard and so there's that on top of the fact that he feels disrespected and he's reacted out you know in this way and so the more I thought about it the more I thought oh well you know I could probably just say to him look I'm I'm really sorry that I disrespected you by leaving my laundry powder on the bench and it's only laundry powder and I went out and I bought some more laundry powder on the way to the laundromat and it was fine but um you know it was it, it was the action of throwing it out like, as I said it's a small thing but it was the action that hurt uh, but but I thought you know if, if I can just say to him like I'm sorry for disrespecting you maybe we can re-bridge re-bridge that kind of chasm that I'd kind of built for myself in my head and and maybe 
it's going to ease off now because he is getting the hang of it. He is getting, he is getting, you know, some wins on the board with his new job, and it'll get easier. And um, and I'll just then I'll be able to tell him how I felt and how I upset I was that he did something so malicious. And um, start the conversation anyway, because you know let's fix this problem, let's get it over with so that we can move past it. So by the end of the day, I was actually doing pretty well. I was like, okay. Let's see if, um, you know, we can talk about this. And um, I guess what I wanted to say was that it kind of took me the entire day to go through that process. And that was just a small thing. So I know that it's not easy to do this. Like, it's just, it's like pushing a barrel full of water uphill to come over, come around from that feeling of, I've got to get them back. I've got to do something in return because this is just really bad what they've done to me. And so, um, and so, it took me the whole day. And that's someone who's used to trying, you know, used to trying to repair relationships and work on this stuff because we do a podcast every week on it, and we teach pre-marriage courses all the time, and we help people with their marriages. And so, I'm always consciously trying to do it myself. And it was hard for me. It took me the whole day, and that was a really tiny thing. So, I guess I'm trying to stress that I know that this is hard, but the thing that I did over the day, and what I was doing really, really, really slowly, was I was working on my forgiveness skill. My forgiveness skill is the number one tool in my marriage tool belt because if I can forgive him of something that I think he's done wrong, then I'm no longer swallowing poison and hoping he will die because that's that's really what you're doing when you hold unforgiveness over someone is you're thinking, right, I'm going to make this person be punished but really what's happening is it's causing ourselves physiological damage inside as we tense up and we tell ourselves all these awful things about how we're feeling and thinking and when we can forgive and let go then it makes us a whole lot healthier and and if you practice at it it does get easier it does get easier because when you do it consistently and it's easier to do this when you've got a new relationship because you kind of set this pattern and then the other person knows and can trust that you will try and do this and so things don't get out of hand as easily or as badly or as quickly and haven't you haven't had that you know that history when you start doing this and you've been married for years and years you know you've got to expect that it'll take a while for I guess you know a person to stop kind of expecting you to behave another way and kind of try and get them back or whatever your past reaction has been but when you start using forgiveness and practicing it and also the other things like trying to remember to show the person that you do like them or you do love them and and things like that um then your partner gets used to it and they don't you know it, it just takes one person to make those kinds of changes to to really make a difference in a relationship so but i i do acknowledge that this is really really hard but that also when you focus on, okay, what's the problem to be solved, it takes away some of that emotion and some of that, you know, that subjectivity and and it enables you to just put a kind of a bird's eye view on things, which makes the forgiveness a lot easier because you're going, okay, what's the actual problem? What's going on behind this? Oh, okay, now I understand. And once you can understand, you can probably come up with some solutions that'll fix it and, and not have it happen the next time. And that's a way better outcome then giving, paying them back for what they did, which then they come home and they go, oh my gosh, you just did something malicious to me and you've never done something malicious to me ever. So now we're starting this pattern where we're going to be mean to each other and it just creates this downward spiral. So we don't want to go there. We want to avoid that. Or if we're already going there, we want to reverse it and start it going back up. 
So forgiveness, number one tool. And uh, and somebody said in the weekend to me, they said, we've got to keep a short account in marriage. And it's the same kind of thing, like not holding on to past hurts and past wrongs because, again, they just make us feel bad and they make us feel awful inside when we remember them. And the other person probably half the time doesn't even know that they've done anything wrong. Which brings me to the end of my story and the plot twist. And so when Josh got home and the kids were out of the way so that we could talk without it being interrupted, I said to him, you know, I'm I'm sorry if I disrespected you by leaving the the washing powder on, on, on the garage bench. And he said, oh, no, no, not at all. I just, I saw it there and I thought it was rubbish because sometimes we put rubbish on the bench to be taken out to the rubbish um, the rubbish bin because it's at the back of the garage. So sometimes we put rubbish on the bench and then next time we open the garage door, we take it out. He said, I honestly just thought it was rubbish and I just put it in the bin. And I'm like, it's okay. You can tell me if, if you were really angry at me for something and, you know, let's talk about it. And he's like, no, no, I just I just thought it was rubbish. <laughs> and um, and it just, you know, like it just hit me. Like I'd, I'd made such a huge mountain over this over the day thinking, oh, he's done something malicious because I've, I've upset him and he's paying me back for it. And it wasn't even anything like that at all. And... Imagine if I'd gone and then chucked out some of his stuff. He would have been like, what the heck? <laughs> and so uh, I guess, I guess you know, a lot of the time when we think somebody's done something bad to us, we've got to get their perspective on it first before we make a mountain out of a molehill and start reacting and start doing stuff. So that's my story about the number one tool for your marriage tool bat of forgiveness Again, with an understanding that it's hard at first, but that with practice it gets easier. And also that if you want to do it, if you want to help it along, then focus on the problem-solving aspect of it. Why is this person doing this? And when you can understand it, it just takes a little bit of the subjectivity out of it. You can be a bit more objective and you can get to the bottom of it. And then when you can talk about it, you might actually figure out that they didn't do anything on purpose. They didn't even know they've done something and that they love you and they would never want to hurt you. And you can move on from that and move forward and have a good rest of the day. And so we did. We had a drink together. We watched a movie. It was a lovely evening. And since that point, uh, I guess it's almost like things have been even better. And so this is what I talk about as well, that when you get through stuff that's hard, even if it was just on my perspective, because he didn't even have any idea what was going on, that, that when you get through something like that, it brings you closer. And every time you get through something hard together, it brings you closer and you have more of a, more of a rich love together, more of a rich intimacy. So there's a little story for you today, and I hope that um, it's encouraged you. And it's a little bit of a... I guess um, an honesty come clean for me to kind of talk about that, but um, but I was hoping that maybe it would be useful for some of you guys to hear, especially after last week's episode on rebuilding trust. So there you go. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate you guys. Have an awesome week. Kaki te.